Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another massive, cracking, ball-slapping episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm mailing it in as your host, Stevie Fears, and welcoming our partner in crime, Stato. What's happening, my man? You are fired up, Stevie Fizz. What's going on? You get named as a as a all star content maker for Salary Cap, and and all of a sudden you're up and about. I think uh, mate Jado is taking the piss uh, <laughs> with, with that because he's put us next to our old mate Pete. Well, one of his seventy four aliases at the very least. Uh, no, no, the streaks ended today. The streaks ended. Uh, everything got a bit much for me, Stato, a bit much for me, and um, the first glass was perfect. The first glass was perfect. It just, it, everything washed away, and uh, <laughs> we're on to, so a bottle, bottle of red's gone, and we're on to the fifth stubby, and uh, oh God. I can already tell it's, it's bad times, bad times tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, I, I pity you, mate. I'm on the green tea. So I'll, I'll make you a promise to uh, get you back on the, the wagon, mate. I'll, uh, I won't, um, I won't touch a drop until you're uh, a week clear. How about that? <laughs> anyway, well, we're talking adjustments today, Stato, and obviously mm-hmm. a lot happened this week. Uh, the Angus Brayshaw retirement is oh, probably yeah. the lead. Uh, Matt Flynn's gotten, a hand bone injury. There's numerous nicks, cuts, bra- uh, abrasions, and all that sort of thing. Uh, so a lot's happened uh, in the world yeah. of fantasy football, and so we are adjusting. We, we are, are adjusting, adjusting, but I think there's been some over adjustments in the the fantasy space to the preseason practice matches. Yeah, and I'm probably doing a few of those too, just quietly. But it's more um, where the opportunities are popping to, uh, a bit of overloading, um, overloading, so a bit many um, mouths to feed in a, a couple of clubs. Um, but also verifying what I hope was going to be the case with some people definitely getting roles uh, and changes up. But uh, as we know, the first week of these games when they're playing opposition. You can't read everything into it, um, but it, it helps us um, confirm people we're excited about or looking at. Um, and hopefully we just see a confirmation of that over the next week. So uh, we're already into, um, um, when this gets released, we're already actually into the proper practice games, the last one for the clubs. Um, so hopefully we get to that position where um, all these ranks are squared away from drafts, which will be happening basically as of um, today over the next week. Well, drafts have already been happening. My home league, we're drafting on Sunday. Am I prepared, Stato? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Got an idea. Uh, I, I always think the early matches are you can tweak the early ranks, but it shouldn't be a over compensation. But the the lower of the ranks, you might adjust your lottery tickets. Yeah, pretty frequent. You know, a lot of those sort of players. Absolutely. So absolutely, I guess the the early the the big news is Angus Brayshaw's retired. 
it creates a bit of a hole for Melbourne, whether it's in the midfield, whether it's in defence. Uh, mm. There's a bit of a gap there. But what have you done with your ranks in that regards? Yeah, not too much yet. It, it's for for that one. I've actually just got my eyes on a few. Um, we uh, obviously get the opportunity to see them early in these um, um, proper pre-season games, and then we'll obviously they'll they'll get to play round zero as well. Um, I would assume everyone will have their draft sorted out by round zero start, but we already knew that the the midfield was going to see some change. So we had James Jordan, James Harms, uh, obviously Clayton Oliver's situation provide opportunities. And the person everyone sort of leaned on to that's going to get more CBAs was um, Angus Brayshaw. And, of course, with his retirement, uh, all of a sudden there's a gap there. So there was a couple I was interested in, Trent Rivers, who didn't seem to, um, uh, to get a bump, but him and Jake Bowie, I think, have sort of got that opportunity to get a bit of an uplift in the defensive line. So they're probably the creative sort of kicking types. Um, so I'm certainly looking closely at them. Um, but with the midfield, you think Sparrow will get a bit of a lift. Um, I think it actually, and, and one that I have uh, have lifted is uh, Jack Viney up to 18. Um, so he's moved up the ranks, and I reckon that's pretty conservative. What he finished last year um, was just red-hot form. So he's just not leaving that midfield. He's Previously, when they were pretty stacked and Petrarca was spending a lot of time in there, um, he just got a little bit limited on the TOG and centre bounces. Uh, I don't think that'll be an issue now. He's just clearly their number one guy. Um, so if Oliver comes back, uh, I think you can tick Viney and Oliver for 75 to 80%, and there'll be a few that go through. One that's really interesting me um, is Alex Neil Bullen because that's what he was picked up for originally. He's had to create himself to be a bit of a half forward and a high half forward at times um, because of the, the amount of talent they've had in the midfield and we saw it in the the, um, the match sim. Um, let's see if we see it in the practice game. But uh, when he has played good CBAs or, or good roles, should I say, uh, in general, he showed a ceiling. I've seen him pump out a 140 before. So Alex, Alex Neil Bullen is a bit of a watch for me. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a different view and, and look at it. Petrarca, they seem to be wanting him to spend a bit more time in that forward line um, and that first goal of the match sim was pretty impressive too so I can't see him not spending time um, in the forward line but there's a chance now um, that he'll see a little bit more CBAs than we probably first expected Yeah I, yeah, Alex Neil Bullen's an interesting one in the fact that he's so uninteresting he might yeah, be a good pick uh, for the forward line. I've given a bump to Stephen May and in Supercoach Jake Lever, uh, as well as a little bit to Trent Rivers. I've brought in Judd McVie as a super late uh, defender pick, just super late, like pick sixty-seven in the D ranks. the The thing that's interesting about I always look at when someone's missing, what do they do well? Like what? What is it that these players do well? And 
Angus Brayshaw and Clayton Oliver, uh, if Clayton Oliver misses, he might not miss any matches, for all we know. They're good intercept players for midfielders, like two of the top eight intercept players in the game. So if they're missing, I would theorize that the guys who replace them maybe aren't as good in that regard, and maybe there's a fraction more intercept work in the back line for the Melbourne defenders, and maybe those guys pick up a little bit of a, a jump, I guess you could say. But Yeah, it's an interesting one. I actually had a good look at Jub McVee um, as soon as that news came out because I was just looking for that sort of different player, um, and I think he's coming into his second year. But looking through his um, junior data, he's never really been a, a great scorer. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't become that at the elite level um, with learning craft, learning games, learning running patterns, all that type of stuff. But, yeah, just didn't see it in his data. So I sort of backed off from that and just went the the two in, in Bowie and, and Rivers, who I think have got some good opportunities here. So the real Liam Duggan, who you love of the uh, Melbourne <laughs> yeah. back line. <laughs> yeah. Well, well the, the thing is that, um, and this is probably the, um, the key for, for Rivers part of this is, sorry, I'm just trying to get the Melbourne list down, um, but the thing with Rivers is he has um, always been known as a really good ball user. So someone that uses the ball well, um, they generally want to, to have the ball in his hand. Um, the uh, Just having a, a quick look, um, at his information. So I'm, I'm also looking for um, someone that's, you know, a bit taller of a midfielder or a flank, um, flank player. And I think that's important piece too. Um, and Trent Rivers, 188. I just think he's got a, that little bit of a bigger body as well. So um, when you think of Sparrow, 183 um, is a little bit smaller. So Oliver, as we know, is a is a decent size and and quite strong. Um, so if someone's going to roll into that midfield, um, Salem one eighty four. He's another one people have been speaking about. He's been training a bit more as a forward. Um, so just looking at that, just size wise, depending on who's in. So Oliver one eighty nine. Trent Rivers very similar size. Uh, great skill. I just think he's a good replacement, but we yet to see it right. Um, it's uh, we're just looking at the options now, um, and we'll just see what happens um, for their practice game. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you made any other moves in the defensive line? I, I've moved Harry Sheasel up just another two, just another two into D six. I'm just. I'm more and more aboard the she's. Um, I've moved him up to three. I'm I'm getting big on the she's, but it, it is making me fade Fisher. So you, you can't yeah. you can't have um, probably three big flankers um, uh, defenders. Um, I think they love what they did with Sheasel and how that's developed his game. So Colby McKercher looks pretty set there's a chance that those two may spend 
a little bit of development time in the middle, um, but they're carving it up. Oh, look, I know Fisher, they brought him over for a reason, but they've got a gift with two future superstars at their club. Why not just back them in? Yeah, and I mean, there's players who come off the bench and play outside roles, Dato. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is, is um, there anyone else you're moving there? Yeah, I moved Jordan Clark up. I, now, I've got a More? Put, is that yeah. possible? Is yeah, that well, possible? He's at minus three right now. No, um, he's he's uh, up to 11. Um, just really impressed. Now, I put a little caveat here um, that they were playing West Coast. Um, so we've got to be careful and not overreact too much. Um, even their number one draft pick looked good against West Coast Eagles on the half-back line. Um, that didn't happen too much when they played Frio. But I will say Frio is a hard team to score against um, for defensive players. So um, be mindful of that, especially when it's your first time ever playing AFL opposition. It can be a little bit daunting, so we would learn from it. Um, but, yeah, quite quite impressed with him. Um, I've gone down on two. Um, Hayden Young, um, still in the top ten, but he's he's dropped away from that top tier. Um, I just believe there's so much going on in that midfield for Frio right now. We know it's pre-season. We know they want to give everyone a run, but the mix is looking good, and even people that weren't in the team last year were looking absolutely sensational in that midfield mix. So... Um, he ended up, I, I think, in the third quarter, played a bit back in defence. I don't really see that. I think that's rotating people through. But I, I just don't think he's a 75% CBA guy. Um, and there's a lot of people getting the footy. And the one who just looks superb is Caleb Sarong. It's like he's taken another leap forward. Uh, and the other one is Jake Lloyd. Um, he just seems to be third fiddle of the the ball users out of defence for Sydney. So he's dropped a few more spots down to 19. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's um, We're probably in the same range on Lloyd. I probably don't... Yeah, I, with, with games like that, I, I try not to read too much into it. Like, there can be so much variance, right? Oh, yeah. Like, as long as they've got the role you predicted, I'm like, I'm not touching them too much you know um so that's why i am there i've moved rivers up a little bit myself i've moved andy mcgrath down a little bit uh harry perryman's gone down a little bit more i've moved stephen may up a little bit like i spoke about um yeah with that that melbourne situation there only to d45 like i'm not sitting here saying he's a he's a d3 but he might be a broadbent type this year. We've seen him do that sort of thing before. You've uh, done has anyone come... with Sinclair? No, haven't haven't touched him. He's D three. For... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Last time we did the show, I did switch him and Whitfield around. He's still at D three for me. Um, and coming into the ranks has been Judd McVee. He's at D sixty nine. Very nice. Nice. Uh, and D'Ambrosio. Oh yeah, so he popped snuck in for in at, me too. At um sixty three, so not again, not high, but he's 
an interesting name. And Darcy Wilmot just got a little bit of a tickle up as well. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, I know you've got to be careful not to overreact, but but injuries becoming unavailable for a period of time, uh, roles that aren't there, those type of things make an impact on the way down and better roles like Sheasel showed us and how much of the footy he can bloody well find. He's a, he's a remarkable young man. Well, I think the problem was we, we had Sheasel so we were cagey about him moving forward slash yep. mid. Um, and if he's not, well, he's a smash pick, really. Totally so agree. we like that. We'll move on to the midfielders now, Stato. Andy yes. Brayshaw, we all have kind of high, um, but some people are a little bit worried. I haven't moved him from M1 as of yet, but some people, some people, the knickers are in a twist about him spending a bit more time outside of the inside. Well, there's two pieces to that he was he was never the most effective when it comes to to clearances so if you're going to move anyone out out of that group then it actually makes sense that it's uh brayshaw um and we saw that a fair bit so a bit on half forward and a bit on the wing uh noting obviously sharp wasn't playing um, Chapman is injured, so that was two of the players touted to be to be wingmen. So they had to fill that role. Uh, so Brayshaw, Erasmus, O'Meara, all spent time playing wing, uh, as well as O'Driscoll, who actually performed really well, by the way. So he's certainly one I'm, I'm looking for a bit of an upside. Showed us a couple of years ago how good he was. Uh, last year, he sort of struggled. Uh, to keep in that team, but uh, O'Driscoll um, impressed with. So Brayshaw, I'm just feeling, will just have a little bit less opportunity. Um, so I, I think he's slightly down. He hasn't moved a position at the moment. Um, seeing he's only got the one by, he still stays ahead of uh, Green. Um, but it feels like now if... I was going to press the button on someone. It might be green ahead of Brayshaw. So I'm just sort of debating that in my head. So I see a potential slight regression. When I say slight, I'm talking a 108 to 110 sort of scenario rather than a 100 to 114, which I was probably thinking before. Um, But we should have known this with uh, talk of Young, um, talk of Fife. Uh, the development of Johnson, who looked really good. Uh, Erasmus looked pretty good. Um, and then Will Brody come out and he's probably fresher than everyone else. Um, but he looked quite impressive as well. So there's so many to roll through there. And I think it makes sure, uh, makes sense that Brayshaw is not the one that's always getting the CBAs. And there's an argument you can play because he gets so much of his uh, ball with his running power, um, understanding space, he's, he's tackling, that it shouldn't impact him too much. Um, the other one down for me before I get on to the ups is Sam Walsh. Obviously, with that back complaint, I've just slipped him down a little bit further. They're a really hard thing to manage, and it's uh, time. So there's a chance that Sam Walsh actually plays the year out in 
a fair bit of pain, and we know that that's not great for your fantasy scoring. Yeah, hundred percent, Stato. I'm com- I'm probably taking the other line with Andy Brayshaw in that five. He can look great in preseason match one. Do you expect him there around twelve? Well, and and they certainly hope so. So if if they certainly hope so, it does mean he's going to get vested a bit, right? I I think so. I think so. And yeah. even in in saying that, he, he'll rest forward. He'll sit on the bench. The the guys you're talking about as the replacement, they're young, they're unproven. I'm I'm still completely comfortable with Brayshaw. I I really am. If if I'm moving him because of these reasons. He goes down to M6. He goes below LDU for me. Um, completely comfortable. I'm with you on Sam Walsh. I've dropped him down to M12. Uh, it's not a big drop, but it does mean he's a little bit further down. Uh, I've moved Sarong up a fraction to M11. Uh, swapped him and took Miller down to uh, 14. So there's, there's tweaks there. I think Dunkley's come into the top 20. He's M18. I'm cagey on Lockie Neal. I've moved him down Ooh, in Supercoach. Yeah. Really down on Lockie Neal. Um, so I'm I'm really, I'm very much more okay with Josh Dunkley now. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Um, the other midfielders I've um, moved up, um, Jack Steele. Now, to be fair... Uh, I don't think I've moved him up a position yet, but I'm actually comfortable, more comfortable that he's in the top 10. Looks great, body's great. Um, he's just the number one player there. Um, you'd be very sad that, that Windy went down with a broken hand, no doubt. Hey, what What is going on with this? Why am I the anti-Windhager guy? Just because I said he's no good. <laughs> uh, good retort. Um but yeah, so that, it just means you know there's not the competing big bodies. Um, so really impressed with his game. Uh, another two look, it's just a gradual little move forward. But Ollie Wines and Matt Crouch basically cemented that they're they're going to be um, in those midfields. Um, and like what I saw, so that was uh, really positive. So they're both now in the top thirty. Um, got Wines just ahead of Crouch because he's going to be the number one guy where Crouch is probably going to be two or three. Um, obviously, Laird one, probably Dawson two, but I think Dawson's got a bit more flexibility. So they want to rotate uh, a Rankin type through there. It's more likely to be um, uh, Dawson if they need to move one of them out to happen. But let's face it, they all get rotations off the bench, so that's where it'll probably happen. Um, and another two, I already mentioned one being Jack Viney, um, but Nick Martin as well. So there's been a lot of talk for a fair bit of time, um, but he showed us he played at 29 possessions, just looked comfortable. Um, he's had a unique skill to get a lot of the footy in positions where it's hard to get a lot of the footy, and that's half forward uh, and on the wing. And now he gets a prime role um, in that sort of quarterback role. So uh, they've been talking about it for a long period of time. Um, he got the role, he showed it, and he delivered a great performance. So a uh, bit higher on Nick Martin. He's up to 25. 
Do you worry about the M25? Mm-hmm. Are you worried about the Riddler coming back? No. No. Um, I, I'm not moving Nick Martin. Um, so Ollie Wines, I, I find it hard to believe you'd rank Ollie Wines in front of Matt Crouch given Crouch is a little bit better at finding the ball on the outside as well as the inside. Is that just um, you still have a little bit of doubt as to Crouch's yeah. uh, role in the 22? Yeah, so if if either one of those two is going to have low time on ground, it would be Matt. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I've moved Bailey Scott down to M41. Not that Oof. I don't think he'll score well, but I'm a bit more what worried. What is his that, role? Wing? Yeah, he'll just be out on the wing, and it's just more yeah. to do with, um, you know, that was a bit of a flex on what's his chops? Yeah. Cheese in defence. Cheese. So one one goes up a fraction, the other goes down a fraction more, if that makes sense. Um, people are down on Simpkin. I was already down. I was already down. Couldn't be more down. Mm. Down like it couldn't be more down. Couldn't be more down. So let's have a look. Where have you got Simpkin? Uh, M. You've, you've got a forty-three. Forty. Yeah, forty-two. 42. You can have him way down. You can go further. Uh, yeah, but I'm fair. be in the 50s. But, but I'm not a hater. Not a hater. <laughs> Just a reasonable human. Uh, Cam Guthrie obviously went down to M53. Yeah, Forgot about him. Uh, I think Josh Ward took a bit of a hit this week too. Yeah, that's true. Didn't show much. Didn't show much at all. No. Um, so he got a bit of a uh, bit of hate. McKercher went up a fraction. He's into M sixty eight. I'm still questionable. Ben Hobbs went up to M seventy three because everyone else at S shit house. <laughs> oh, sorry, I should so say this that. Is, this, the man with the current shoulder problem is going up the ranks. Yeah, because everyone else is just shit house. <laughs> man, I was looking at Essendon. They didn't have, like and. I shouldn't say I feel sorry for him because I don't. You make your own bed. But they didn't have a draft pick for th- in the first round for three years before 2020. COVID hits, and it's like they were, they were kind of fucked. They were yeah. kind of fucked. Which, and, and to be honest, their first picks since then haven't shown Jack either. Mm. So is it is it the recruiters or the developers, Stato? It's always a mixture of both, mate. Yep. Uh, Callan Ward came in to the top 90 at M84. That was an interesting game. Uh, Why are they going back there? I think he's an easier replacement. He knows the system. Everyone, man, it's Callan Ward. Look at him. Look at that great-looking man. Yeah. 33? The hair. He's going to play, you know, his 300th game this year. I think. But but your boy's out injured at the moment. So when your boy comes back, is is that where he loses the opportunity? So it's just a... Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. Um, and I think... Uh, and I moved uh, your boy, Jinby, down a few spots as well. With a head With that concussion. Yeah, yeah it's... Much, yep. 
much much like the entire West Coast team just going down like you know Ooh. ten buck. Yeah, it's not good at the moment, is it? Not good. Unbelievable. All right, uh, Rucks. Um, obviously, uh, Flynn. Uh, it's it's one of those injuries where it can take a, a long, long time, um, and we need to accept in in that role you you put stress. So uh, he's dropped down uh, quite a few spots for me, and the the one who's moved up and actually took his place and, and jumped a few along the way is Soldo. Is that a fact, mate? Is that a fact? It's a fact. And Cherry slightly up as well. Um, so I've actually got Cherry in the top 10 now. Yeah, right. I I, I, I mean, you were hotter on Flynn than I was. I did an M14, uh, R14, I should say. Mm. So I've just pushed Omac and Goldie Balls ahead of him at this point. Goldie Balls. <laughs> well, he's better than any Ruck Eston I've got. Yeah, that's true. It is so true. All right, uh, forward line to wrap it up before we go through the no doubt millions of questions we've got is our forward line. Much tougher, right? But I've got two moving up. Um, Flanders now the clear number one for me. Um, he seems to have a role. Gold Coast look like they're going for a, a tight model um, in their midfield um, and just put the um, the ones they wanted to show there. So... Maybe because they're, they're playing round O, they're just taking this bit a little bit more seriously. Um, so uh, you had um, your boy um, Anderson, Took and Flanders, basically the four of them taking the, the bulk of the CBAs, uh, your boy being Rao. Um, so um, potential that we'll um, see good ceiling from probably a couple of them. So he's clear number one now. Uh, and Isaac Heaney has uh, popped up his head and got back into the top ten. Uh, just really impressed with the form. We need to see a couple more players into that team to get a real insight in, into the roles. But uh, it was Heaney getting some CBAs, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I'm just not buying that sort of not buying that sort of mix at the minute, Sato. Uh, I give Flanders, I think we moved him up last time. I give uh, Dylan Moore came down a little bit with that glandular fever. Ditto. Pr- pretty confident with most of these guys. Isaac Rankin did up, <clears throat> move up a little bit with that performance on the weekend. He's into uh, F19. But I, I wouldn't be... I look at these preseason matches and it's like one week they might show out Rankin, yeah. one week they might show out Rochelle, one week they might show out whoever. So I try not to get too carried away. Yeah, the talk um, was Rankin. So it it, um, it just showed what they've been talking. So just give us some confirmation. The only other one I dropped, um, and because we got to see the confirmation of what they've been talking about as well at Richmond, is Bolton is just playing forward. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Shocking. Anyway, um, I dropped Taylor Walker back about six spots. So I think that's pretty significant when you're in the forward line. It's someone you're comfortable taking as an F2. Now you're comfortable as an F3. I think I've got him comfortable at F15. So we're miles off on that one. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. 
And I, well, I mean, I think we're going to be miles different apart on the forwards, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, move James Jordan up a little bit to F25. Cosy uh, Pickett into F39. So, I mean, they're not sexy moves by any stretch, but they they are adjustments. Cam McKenzie did go up to F40. Yeah. Oh, probably the bit the big move. I dropped Mitch Owens. He's down to F40. Yeah, he he's just forward. Um, yeah, didn't get a lot. Um, he's not going to get that second ruck and therefore some free midfield time. Um, yeah, so that sort of makes a bit of sense. And and I I think when you look at his profile, it makes sense, Dodo. What did he do well? He won one on ones, and and that's going to be your bread and butter in the forward line, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, so, the other one I've got to watch on for potentially a shot up, but I, I, I want to see another game and want to see with a couple that were, were missing is Philippou um, took a bit of a step up, but I already have him at, at 29, so I didn't really want to, to move him because I probably got higher than most others already had him. Yeah, I moved him up and he went to forty-seven. <laughs> so, he might he, to me he's the classic guy who is an impact type rather than a volume type. Yeah. The the one I'm off is Finlay McRae. Is that a fact? I moved him up. Yeah. I just um I'm just querying whether he's in the best twenty two, uh, and if he is, whether he's wearing a vest. And yeah. another one I'm, I'm keeping an eye on to depend on how much of the ruck percentage he gets is Riley Thilthorpe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I've got them really fair, these guys, and that's F46 on on Riley. Yeah. I, I'm okay with him if he's my last player on field. But yeah. that's it. That's yep. it, right? You need an injury for that to be pay off. Yeah, that's right. He, he's great in a keeper dynasty league. Um, there's no doubts about that. He'll pay off. And and look, one, I, I just want to give him another go, but at F61, I got Harley Reid, but I'm not comfortable with that right now. I've still got him high in at F36. Oh, um, um, might not be great, but I've got. He, I did bring in Tommy Powell and Charlie Lazaro into the F seven range. Yeah, yeah, like Lazaro, but, but it's just so many good midfielders at North at the moment. Who gets the times? The question. But but I will say on um, on Reed, his profile. So when we're talking the juniors, was more highlights and you know, getting a lot of the footy. Yeah, and I think that remains, but the the thing was with the forward line this year is it didn't take much to get into the F4 range, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, a guy I have really dropped is Archie Perkins, and I've dropped Mitch Lewis as well. And Mitch Lewis, I think that was on me because I might have misranked him earlier. Um, but Perkins, I just, I'm not convinced at all. Yeah, and, and again, you're talking another team that's got a lot that can play through that midfield. So, you know, he's probably number 
uh, 11 or 12 that can. So he's just not going to get the right opportunities. 100%. Anyway, we will move on, unless you have anyone else, Dato. No, no. That's Uh, enough. We'll move on to the questions. Jorge, does seeing Fife get max midfield minutes and break... Well, Fife did actually move up for me. I probably didn't touch on that, but he's into F31. Still not that sexy, but does him moving up, uh, Brayshaw pushing out more to the wing in the match team affect where you've ranked Brayshaw? Well, it certainly hasn't for you because you've still got him at number one. Um, I've currently got him at number four. Um, but as we spoke about before, I, I took note of that. I uh, want to see a little bit more, but I, I think there's a, a chance for a slight, and I will say slight, regression. Um, so I was probably thinking his max would be the 114 area. Um, I think it's probably 110 now. Something to keep in mind. Ninja, uh, Will Brody, what's happening there with him? Is he a late bench stash in hopes of increasing his trade worth in real footy terms with some premium game time? Yeah, um, he actually looked good, but it can be a bit misleading. They were playing West Coast, um, who are currently down on numbers. He joined the game in the third quarter, so it's easy to look like you've got a heap more run. Um, but he did what he could do. Um, my my issue with Brayshaw at the moment is there's so many, and I'm talking Johnson, Fife, Young, before we talk about Brody. So um, I, I think Brody seriously will play a, a lot of waffle this year. I think he'd be a really good depth player for them. But every team has injuries, so opportunities will pop up. And when he gets his opportunities, he's going to score well. Just the curious case of Will Brody, Stato. Yeah. The player who birthed the CBAs, mind you. Yeah. Uh, when, that, that could be the best thing he's done. Wemby's draft is tomorrow night with all the uncertainty. Wish we had one more week. Yeah. Um, but it makes it more exciting, right? Mind you, um, we had the keeper cut off. Uh, yesterday um, in a competition that I'm in or um, a keeper league that I'm in and uh, Flynn was my only ruckman. Um, The injury popped out. I found the details two hours before I had to uh, confirm. So um, off the squad. But it happens to us all, right? You can you can delay a, a draft for a week, but there's injuries the following week. Yeah, I mean, I guess the key is just knowing when your draft's on, Stato. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to hate to not know when your draft was on and miss your draft. Yeah, That'd you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Yes, Steve. Fuck. Yes, it especially, would. Uh, especially it, when you wanted to draft defenders and like, and you had pick two and Will Powell and Jaden Short were sitting there at the top of the board for you. Um, when when some of the players that you drafted uh, popped up, I thought, um, Steve's back on the piss or he's not here? The problem is you guys tag me in the Stevie Fizz account and I never check it. Like, I never look up that account. <laughs> it's a miracle I set those keepers. Thank God I did, though, because otherwise I wouldn't have kept fucking Taran Thomas. <laughs> 
Oh, that is very good. So you've got a sensational. So this is uh, Cam's burner keeper, which is our listener keeper league. And um, you're looking for the spoon this year. You're just doing this for pick one, aren't you? Who, I picked two this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought I had you, a. I, I made a. I made a boo boo as well. I ended up picking Tanner Bruin, and I could have had uh, Riley Sanders. Um, so he played the the next day, and I went, "Oh my god, you idiot!" Well, Bruin would have been one of my keepers if Thomas hadn't have. Um... <laughs> well, I mean, we had to lock him in like a month ago. But my team's my team's pretty good in that. I was like, man, I was like, man, someone's going to drop like good defenders, and they were there. And fuck, yeah. Yeah, I'm you dirty. Had Jaden Short. I, I might just for Jaden Short and Will Powell. I, I, like I had them. At the, they were just sitting there. I'm just like, man, I'm going to get one of these guys to go with Nick Dacos. I'm going to be laughing. My midfield is just absolutely primo. Uh, Still, recap, oh Brody recap, and recap draft. Um, well. You still got a decent player at pick two. You got Tom Mitchell. Didn't need a mid though. Um, Dom Sheed, that's a good second pick for you. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> when he gets back in round ten, I'll be fine. <laughs> Scott Penelbury, so that was good following that. So you've gone the young kids so far. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Where are you, Steve? Um, just looking for you, Darcy Cameron. Did you have a ruck? Yeah, you got, got Brody Grundy, Grundy, haven't you? Grundy. <laughs> Wait, where the fuck did Will Powell get drafted? Uh, he didn't go to he didn't pick thirty-seven. What so is wrong with you guys? You've gone Darcy Cameron. Um, did Bailey Bailey Smith got picked before him? Did anyone show up at this draft? Yep, there was the majority there. Uh, then you and got Will Powell's Weller. gone. And Will Powell's gone pick thirty-seven, and Bailey Smith's gone pick twenty-one. Give your head a shake, league. Yeah, it all depends Mitch, what you've actually got, though, mate. Oh, uh, Mitch, Mitch Duncan went pick five. Yeah, it's, it's Elliot Yo pick eleven. Let's look at the defenders who went before Will Powell. Lockie Lock, Hunter, you got another midfielder. So how many midfielders you got? All of them. <laughs> like, look at these defenders who and went then in you front got of Matthew Will Powell. Kennedy. Um, Ed so we Richards. might have to do it. Do you need a defender? Do you want to do a try? No, I've, I've actually got defenders. I need forwards. I actually don't have any rosterable forwards. Oh, I've got like two holes. Don't say that out loud. Two holes. That's no good. <laughs> um, you want to? I don't have great names to be fair, but I do have. Uh, Jai Cordwell, Graham Myers, uh, Alex Neil Bullen, uh, Liam Baker, and Zach Bailey. You want any of those? I could do with Baker or Bailey, probably. I could do with a forward. It doesn't matter. Actually, I'm two forwards short. I've got 10 midfielders on my bench. Oh, shit. You're kidding me. So oh, no, me sorry. Two of them are rucks. I've got eight midfielders on my bench. Somehow this is my mid- how's, how's this? How's this, Dado? You'll love this. Sorry, listeners. We're just going off track. This is my midfield on field. I've got Tom Mitchell, Dom Sheed, Pendlebury, Lockie Hunter, Rory Sloan, James Asian, Matt Kennedy, Soto's love child, 
On the bench, I've got Dylan Shield, Tara Thomas, Matt Real, LDU, Chera, Crouch, Tom Green, and Bont. <laughs> Just all the myths. <laughs> Why haven't you dropped um, Thomas? I kept him as a keeper. Because <laughs> we locked it in like a month ago. Yeah, but why isn't he crossed over for a um, a waiver wire forward already? By now, yeah. mate. I'm not. Che- what am I a salary capper checking my team every five minutes? All right, I'll I'll send you an offer, and you can have. Um, who did we say? Liam Baker. Fine, I'll give you Taran Thomas for Liam Baker. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. We we always wanted to get deals done on air. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Russ, Cossie or Rivers to get mid-time with the midfield issues at the Ds? I think Alex Neil Bullen is ahead of them both. But Cossie will get little bursts here and there. Uh, I can't see him getting a a bulk. Um, But I think Rivers will get a little bit of a pump up in the the half-back line. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, Rowan, since the uncredited normalcy of CBAs has been attained, uh, <laughs> that's great. I love it. That's brilliant. Uh, what's the next? Man, do you know how much shit I cop in my, like, mate DMs for CBAs? They're like, you've ruined oh. footy discourse because every <laughs> reporter mentions it now. Like, I, I, cop, I cop it. It's brutal. Um, what's the next opportunity metric you want to see more of? And I think he does say, uh, Rowan, uh, thinking of handball receives, kick two, targeted market share. He is the uh, team market share. Yeah, team market share is one we could dig into a little bit more, right? Well, I, to me, like it's a good one, right? It, it, it should yeah. be the one for fantasy purposes, but I think CBAs has taken off because... It's so easy to relate to all aspects of football. Yep. So if you're asking me which one should, it's probably market share. But I want to see targets. I think targets is really interesting and it's something we don't have data for. And that's as a key forward. Like how many times is Larky getting the ball kicked to versus Charlie Kernow, et cetera, et cetera. Now that information is is collected, it's just not available to us. Yeah, the best we've got is we've got marks on leads, to my knowledge, and we've got one-on-one win percentage, loss percentage for forwards and defenders. So I would love to see how often people are kicked to as a target. I think that would translate to the footy public because people talk about key forwards. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, That's I think good. for fantasy, it's market percentage, though. Market share, whatever you want to call it. Uh, draft Doctor's customer help intern. <laughs> the dra- Downloadable ranks that come with the draft kit be adjusted. We're working on it. Yeah, we're, we're doing it this weekend, hence the second adjustment pod in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, can you, uh, Will... Or the weekend gone, so it'll be available yeah. by the time this comes out. Yeah, if I can work out how to bulk email like we did last year, I will. Uh, can you explain what dynasty and home leagues are? I've been smiling and nodding for 12 months. <laughs> um, a dynasty league is a bit of an expansion of a keepy. You, you just keep a hell of a lot more players. So you draft them 
like an AFL club. So you you turn over a squad of 40, might be five or six players as an AFL club would do. You retain the rest and you go to a small draft um, and you pick up the, the fresh group um, from the previous year's draft or um, people that might be getting a debut at, you know, year three or four that have just been sitting down on the waivers. So Dynasty is much bigger squads and a whole heap of keepers. Um, and Home League, seeing that's your favourite terminology, Steve, you can share that one. Well, it's just it's just talking about the league I play with my mates at home. That's, that's my personal league. That's yep. all that means. Simple. Big Red, what is both your thoughts on time on ground? What's the right number or is it a cop-out and people should just accept the injury? So I'm guessing this is... I'm guessing this is like... I don't know. Is this on oh, AFL Fantasy? But I remember on Ultimate Footy you could um, set it if your player played less than, say, 20%, 25% yeah. time on ground, you could your emergency got activated. Uh, I've seen it all different in all the different leagues I do um, and the reality is it only impacts you when um, your player gets injured so look it's just what the group agrees to or just what the base setting is look it's fantastic when you get save right you know you're on a 20% threshold and your player has 18% and then you get the bench player with a higher score that's fantastic um, but you can sneak a win uh, if the threshold is uh, 30 and opposition player has someone at uh, 50% time on ground because of an injury. Um, so, look, it's just unique settings. I'm not strongly aligned to any of them, to be honest. Yeah, nor am I. I think what goes around comes around as a general yeah. rule. Uh, BJ, he's got two re-ranking players expected for early position change, Nick Martin, Eamon, Sexdog, McKercher. Uh, well, we didn't talk about Sexdog. Yeah, I, I mean, I push, pushed him up last week. Mm. But I'm still cagey. I want to see with this. I, yeah. I want to see it with Will Powell. That's my thing. Yeah. Do you get the feeling, like, to me... A player you didn't like go until pick twenty nine, mate, in a in a top up keeper. So you can't be that good, Steve. I love <laughs> look. I love the sex goat. I love the sex goat. But to me, um, how did, how come you made it about an animal? The sex goat. Yeah, because he's the goat. He's the like goat. Everyone else is talking. So the traders are saying bring sexy back, which is a sweet, cute way of looking at it and you had to go with sex with animals well because look blink 182 and justin timberlake that's their <laughs> wheelhouse whereas you know here at the draft doctors bestiality bestiality um uh and also re-ranking late forward value candidates jordan harms neil bullen sex dog sex goat fisher sex goat Fisher, I'm KG on, I'll be honest. Um, uh, Alex Neil Bullen, we, we talked about. Um, I was actually, um, think there's great opportunity, but you know, whether it happens or, happens or not is the question mark. Uh, who else was in there? Harms, Jordan. Harms looked good. Jordan looked good. Yeah. 
Um, Oogie Boogie, what did you make of Cripp's effort in the match, Sam? Didn't look as broken as he has the last few years and has snuck onto my radar late. Uh, yeah, he um, he looked good. Um, and obviously with the, the Walsh news, um, and while he's still in good form, body looks good, uh, he'll show a ceiling as he did a couple of years ago. Uh, Major, is any of the Essendon midfield going to score after looking insipid? Uh, Merritt, Parrish, yes. Time in the game. Thoughts on Max Gorn, if available. Pick 20, will his body Ooh. hold up having to go one out all season? Well, it gives you a great, great ceiling. Um, who knows whether the, the body lasts, but yeah, he's getting a bit older. Um, but as we know, that um, the, the captaincy builds a bit more resilience. So, uh, And seeing they've got no one to fall back on, he'll just have to do his best all year. I don't think we've seen him go at pick 20. I don't think so. No, that's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, Ed, how does his retirement affect Angus Brayshaw's scoring output? Who's, who's scoring output? Angus, how does how, no. how does Angus? Is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at you, going. Surely you missed a name there, but yeah, good line. Do you see much upside, for Angus? <laughs> no. The Smith dog. He asks Rochelle versus Connor Mack. Stato. Uh, um, look, I'm a Connor Mack. Um, but I, I will say um, with a, a few out, he didn't get that centre time I wanted him to get. Um, now he's going to play that role where he becomes a, the extra uh, midfielder, the high half forward role, um, but it's not, he won't quite have uh, the ceiling I was hoping for, but I still think he'll outscore Rochelle. Interesting. Uh, anyway, that's going to wrap it up for the yes uh, for this show. Uh, man, I've got my draft next Sunday, so I don't know. Is there a show? Who knows? Uh, yes, and and just for the listeners, I've got a flat out week over the next four weeks. Um, so Steve and I will do some things, and we're going to be busy, but it might be short and snappy for a few weeks, and recorded at different little times and. And whatever, and then I go interstate and overseas. So I'm going to have a first, wonderful first three to four weeks of the fantasy season where I am not going to see a uh, a minute of um, of footy. So it's going to be interesting, Steve. Um, I'm going to be looking at Twitter to get all my information. So um, I look at Jaden's list and just make sure that I'm following all those accounts and keep informed of what's going on while I'm away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are the people who know the score, mate. Not like you, you're out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Uh, all right, peeps. Uh, good luck for everyone's draft. Hope it all goes well. And you too, Steve. But we might see if we can sneak maybe a little bit earlier in the week and do a, a quick pod. And, and maybe you should summarise your, your home league draft as well. Well, we still got the Supercoach mock to put out, so yeah. Uh, and get well, the kit um, just before your your draft, so make sure you get out there, team, and 
We put a fair bit of work into it. We're just updating the ranks. Um, they should be updated and out there already too. Yeah, and the mock draft website. If you want to practice, like if you're in it, you go, oh, what should I do at pick three? You can go on the mock draft website via the link on thedraftdoctors.com.au. Try different strategies. I want to draft Nick Dacos. I want to draft a ruck. I want to draft a mid. See what comes back to you. It's just a great practice exercise. Yeah, it certainly is. And free. And free. You don't have to, you know, free if you want. It's all good. Beautiful. So we'll see you next time. It's draft season. Get smashing.